Welcome to Busted Pilot, the podcast of broadcasting and cable and multi-channel news. I'm your host, Mike Malone. I'm here with my co-host, my friend, Kent Gibbons. What's up, Kent? Mike Malone. So nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. Oh, boy. All right. Here we sit in late August, which means the traditional TV season is just around the corner. And uh, some might say here in 2022 that the fall kickoff is no longer relevant in this age of year-round programming. But we say otherwise. (laughs) We do. There are a ton of broadcast premieres, cable premieres, streaming premieres. Uh, and we'll just take a quick look at a few of them. Um, September 15th, we've got season four of Atlanta on FX. Uh, Seriously? Yes. There's another, uh, uh, really, a full season? I, I think they shot three and four at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, shot it all in, in one oh, okay. stint. Um, okay. So it's, it's, if I remember correctly, a short turnaround between season three and season four. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Season three, the season that got bumped off that was, uh, I'm not going to even get this story right, but um, there was a, it was like, it was on a magazine list, right, of, of the best series of the year based on either past performance or like maybe the first two episodes. Yeah. But then um, scrubbed off the list. And I don't remember, I don't remember the full story, but that this, the, this past season was a, Tad bit disappointing. There was, was it? not enough of the regular characters in it. There were okay. Like, it was like, like again, these are probably these are. <laughs> probably get my numbers wrong, but I think like four out of seven episodes were with characters that nobody even that are not okay. part of the show. And, and probably not. Kind of weird. Not in Atlanta either. And probably not, and not necessarily in Atlanta. That's yeah, sure. I, I didn't see much of the season, but I, I know a lot of it took place it was, overseas. Yeah, it was kind of. Well, it was uh, the. The um, you know the uh, the main character's part was in was in um, in Europe. Yeah. And those episodes were okay, but okay. there were these other set piece episodes of like you know um, parables or whatever yeah. that they do. The guys fishing. Uh, yeah, in the that world. was one of them. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, so that's interesting. So yeah. They yeah. split it up into two full seasons. Okay. All right. Whatever. Okay. All right, and then uh, on to September 8th, we've got the uh, NFL opener, Buffalo Bills versus uh, Los Angeles Rams on NBC. Uh, the Rams won the big game uh, earlier this yeah. year. Okay. Uh, you in football mindset? I'm yes. a Giants fan, so I'm not really paying too much attention. Okay. All right, and for once, uh, us Met fans have yeah. <laughs> sports to follow in late summer and early fall, which we're, we're thankful for. Uh, and then uh, September 19, Dancing with the Stars premieres on, not ABC, Disney Plus. Uh, after 30 seasons on ABC, uh, making the move to streaming. And we've got Alfonso Ribeiro joining Tyra Banks as the host because they got a little more time to fill than, than the show had when it was on ABC. Okay. And speaking of ABC, uh, Abbott Elementary mm. aims to avoid the sophomore slump when it begins its season September 21. So just a, a quick snapshot of the many, many, many premieres coming up in the coming weeks. Okay. 
And I'm going to throw one more in there. Shut the throw Because away. it is maybe the biggest TV swing of 2022. Uh, the Lord of the Rings oh, yes. Prime Video. Uh, I, all the press material said September 2, and then I went to Prime Video, and it said September 1, so maybe it's a matter of how you interpret midnight. Overnight, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So anyway, early September for Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, uh, with New Zealand standing in for Middle Earth. Um, is that one you'll watch? I think so, but yeah. uh, I don't know enough about the... The back. I don't know. Don't know enough about who's putting it together. Is it uh, who's doing it? Do you know? Have you drilled into this at all? Uh, no, no. I, I know it's it's an extremely costly venture. Okay. Um, I do not recall who the producers are. It's uh, not not big names in the cast. It's okay. it's uh, yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. It is. It is. Uh, sure. I'll check it out. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about Rings of Power. Sit back for just a minute here. Uh, Beginning in a time of relative peace, we follow an ensemble cast of characters as they confront the reemergence of evil to Middle-earth, from the darkest depths of the misty mountains to the majestic forests of Linden to the breathtaking island kingdom of Numenor to the furthest reaches of the map. These kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that live on long after they are gone. Are you more intrigued than you no, were? No, no, not from that, no. Okay, so that, that makes me wonder, Misty Mountains, did Led Zeppelin's Misty Mountain Hop come from? Sure. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that, okay. I, I know that they referenced Lord of the Rings now and then, but I they do. Yeah. did not make the connection with that one. Yeah. I think there were a few years between me reading Lord of the Rings and me listening to Led Zeppelin, so maybe that's where that one got lost. Which came first? Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah, I was I was very young. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was probably eleven, and then Led Zeppelin was like fourteen. Or okay. Something. Yeah. Right. Impressive. Yeah. Are, are, what's your? I'm sure we've discussed it. What's your uh, level of fandom in terms of the books? Oh, uh, none, zero. Oh. Read none of them. Okay. Never. Okay. Like the movies. Yeah, yeah. I read. Uh, I'll go back until the Hobbit. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I read the Hobbit. I read Lord of the. I think Lord of the Rings was the first in the. In the movies. Trilogy, uh, maybe I don't know. And I just, okay. I love the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I just okay. found ponderous and slow. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, well, what are you watching these days? Uh, well, the other big fantasy show, right? Uh, the uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, you know, watching the Lord of the Rings trailer, it felt a little bit Game of Thrones-ish. Okay. Uh, to, to the casual observer. No, I am saying, uh, what I meant was, I watched House of, House the, of the Dragon. Dragon. Oh, of course, of course. Um, watched it twice. What uh, do you think? Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Uh, uh, was not, uh, uh, was not overly enthusiastic based on the Previews, but based okay. on the you know the action, you know the slices that they laid out there previously in the trailer and stuff like that. It sounds like slices a is a key word in this show. Yeah, right? there's some there's definitely um, some slicing, and you know, and you watch it and you think, okay, that there's the obligatory 
brothel scene. Of course. Like um, but uh, lots, so, so some good action, yeah. including a jousting tournament, which was quite um, kinetic, I would say. Okay. Really well um, directed, produced, whatever. Um, and, um, you know, Matt Smith as, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to even attempt these names because they all sound like Viserys or Viserion or, or Rhynia or, right, or, right, right. or, or Rhyn, Rhyn, you know, Rhyn, Rhinoceros. Uh, but uh, they're all very, very similar names. Um, but uh, they're, uh, he's good, and uh, the other cast is good, and Patty Considine is good, and okay. um, looks like uh, looks like it all up. But you know, lots of dragons, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think it'll be okay. And then seems like the word of mouth's been good on it. Yeah, um, that, I was wondering. Not, uh, a tough crowd to please, but uh, they yeah, did. did well. The numbers, you know, were good, and. Um, you know, episode two presumably will get a big title sequence because the Game of Thrones title sequence was one of the highlights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, now, to what degree would you say it is kind of reinventing the franchise, and to what degree is it repri- reprising? Uh, it seems very faithful, and you know, I watched the making of you know the little uh, you know behind the scenes thing that they stick on the in there, uh, and you know the the the, the um, you know, the director and the producer, they're all, you know, they have a Game of Thrones background and they're all working with George R. R. You know, George R. R. Martin is a big part of it. And yeah. It's very, it's very, I don't think they're going to, they're, they're, you know, they're going to preserve the, you know, the canon or whatever. I mean, it's very, it's very Game of Thrones. Okay. You know, like, okay. so, uh, so, so I'm, I'm wondering if that means that, you know, big character will, will they, you know, will die off in the first season. Yeah. Game of Thrones, but um, yeah, promising, uh, I'd say it's a promising start. Off to a good start, okay. All right. It is kind of weird though, you know, that in fact, I've been going back and watching some of the older Game of Thrones, it's like, you know, really, they're, they're that, you know, the, the technology is so great, you know, or certain things are so great and other things are just so, you know, medieval. Mm. Uh, it's just kind of fun. Yeah. But I'd say that's, I'd say they've got a hit on their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, but my wife, who's a huge Game of Thrones fan, enjoyed it. Um, Good. She, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah, she's a tough critic, and, and she thought it was really well done. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and so I'm watching that. I'm um, watching, um, uh, I think you wrote about this. Uh, I promised the Apple TV PR folks I'd be mentioning this. Uh, Bad Sisters. Bad Sisters. I did watch the pilot of that. Really enjoy, yeah. really, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. yeah that was plow through more episodes of that. Right, right. Yeah, that, that, Terrific that, cast, very good, um, you know, very good, uh, uh, atmosphere yep. to the whole thing. Set uh, in sorry. Ireland. Set in Ireland, uh, yeah. Sharon Horgan behind it, behind it. She's always, uh, always a lot of fun to, uh, see what she's got going on. Yeah. And yeah. um, season three of Trying was on Apple. Okay. So I believe that's probably over now. Um, it's really, it's really it's just a clever, sweet show. You know, if you want like a nice, sweet, you know, happy ending, yeah, family kind of comedy drama. Trying that's, that's, another, that's another good one. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I was very happy with the Better Call Saul one down and finale. Okay. All right. I, really. I just kind of lost my. Momentum. 
you know, coming into this season, I always liked it, didn't love it the way I know you did or you have, and I just have not gotten around to watching the new season. I, I will, but uh, but it's, it, I mean, everything I've heard about it, it's, it's been, it's been a nice dismount time. Yeah, good, good way to put it. Yep, very good. I think you, I think you will not be disappointed. Okay. All right. Interesting to see if it carries over to award season. Yeah. They have not really gotten any awards, but um, you know maybe uh, maybe the extra attention to the to this gun out will will do it the way it did. Yeah. Shit's quick. I guess it was the year before. Oh, they can't remember which which year got all the big awards. Boy, if anybody deserves some hardware, it's it's. I would say. Seahorn, huh? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. She's terrific. What about uh, the rehearsal on HBO? You know, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't get me going. <laughs> uh, I, I just watched the one. Okay. Uh, what you think? Uh, I think it's, you know, I think it's clever and yeah. you know, a lot of potential. And it's kind of incredible the, the bat, you know, all the machinations this guy goes through. Yep. Um, so I don't really know if it's, I don't know if the payoffs, the payoff tends to be there or not. But you seem to think it does. I, I, I really enjoyed it. it. It was kind of exasperating at times, but just so completely different from everything else on TV. And uh, it, it, just a lot of fun. And, and every time you see, like, kind of the ridiculous budget this show has, you know, where they build an exact replica of the bar where the yeah. no, that's great. trivia guy is going to reveal his big reveal. But then Nathan Fielder at times acknowledges like lack of a bigger budget. He's like the cost of maintaining winter is too much, so we had to move ahead and, and shoot this now. And no, I they show people like spraying snow onto cars in rural Portland and whatnot. Um, I really, really enjoyed it quite a bit. Thought it was a lot of fun. And Someone on Twitter just popped up, uh, and I think I think a lot of it will end up being sort of semi iconic. The whole the suppose on Twitter popped up um, uh, scene the scene where um, you know they're walking uh, the field is walking along with the guy he's trying to to help out, mm. and you know they pass the cop, and the cop says, you know, it's one of those days when I wish the Chinese had never invented gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but just for a little background, um, Fielder, knowing that the guy that he was kind of coaching would do better in sharing this lie that he had lied years ago and that he was intent on on, on making good on. Uh, he tries to make sure that the guy's going to win. Yes, yeah, so well the guy will do contest. better at Trivia Night yeah. if he's winning. Or he'll do better in his... Disclosure of the lie of trivia night. He'll feel better if he's on. So Nathan Fielder finds out the answers to that night's trivia night, and has people say plans around the city. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, very inventive. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, How many episodes have there have aired? Is it two or three or more? The season's over. It's a short season. Yeah, they were. Okay. I think it's six episodes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the the uh, finale ran. I think this past weekend. I, I've been a few okay. days late yeah. on it, um, but I, it, it's a, it's a show that uh, ended up watching with my wife and my son, and we're about to tune in to the finale. My son's sixteen, and 
it said brief nudity. So right. as a father, I'm like, right. oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And then I'm thinking, how can you get brief nudity into, into the rehearsal? You know, that doesn't work. And then uh, watching the episode, and there's like 30 seconds left, and I'm like, well, you know, I haven't seen any brief nudity, and I'm kind of relieved that I haven't. And yeah, it, this, I guess, would be a minor spoiler. So fast forward 30 seconds if you don't care to hear. But then the very, very final scene, Nathan Fielder stands up, and it's a case of plumber's crack. And that was the brief nudity. You do need to, you do need to warn people about it. I guess so. I guess so. I guess that the weirdness of that just kind of fits with the show, if nothing else. All right. Well, at the risk of talking about only HBO shows, and I know uh, we shouldn't do that, but uh, I, I just want to mention Los Espookies. You ever uh, seen that one? No. Uh-uh. Fred Armisen. Season two starts next month. Uh, but I, I just interviewed a few of the uh, the creators for the new season and, and got to watch it some of the first season. And uh, it's a wacky show, too. It's um, these people that are obsessed with horror films, and they kind of create their own horror devices and, and horror motifs and they get hired out by people in their nation that need horror elements for hire. And uh, they go about, like some guy died and he said, my will, my, all my money will go to the person that can survive in my mansion, my haunted mansion, amidst all the scary stuff that happened. So it is them that get hired to uh, haunt this guy's house. So a to- another totally off the wall show. In Spanish, no less, uh, and a lot of fun. So new season coming up soon, uh, mid-September for Los Espookies. Have you watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows at all? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Oh, okay, okay, good, good. I've just found out that Matt Berry's in them, and I love him. So I don't think I, I know Matt know. Berry. He's an English, English fellow. Okay. Um, you know, he was in the IT crowd, uh, you know. Okay. But it makes me want to watch that. Yeah, well, it's good that we talk about a non-HBO show as well. That's a non-HBO show. That is an FX show. I'm also watching Resident Alien. Very happy that's back. Okay. Second or third episode. Yes. Uh, I keep getting confused because uh, I DVR it, and at the end, they're always saying, up next, La Brea. I'm like, isn't that an NBC show? But it's the first season. Oh. It's leading up to season two. Okay. Which, you know. Okay. So, okay. Uh, watching that, and uh, I had one other. What was the other one uh, that I'm also watching? Uh, oh, uh, Restoration Talks. We talked. About okay. That. Oh yeah, I've not seen the new season. Talked about. Yeah. But I, um, I like the first season season quite a bit. Uh, yeah, the fourth or fifth episode really kind of comes. <laughs> this is a, this is how we talk now, right? Like uh, the first three, the first season a little slow, but then yeah. Um, but there's a very kind of. T- Remind me a lot of Atlanta episode five, um, okay. which I think has already aired. The um, the aunts get together and go to uh, like have a weekend out, like at a hotel. Anyway, it's okay. uh, I'm enjoying that show as well. All right, that's on FX. All right, and what are you reading these days? Anything new from last month? Uh, no, not really. Reading some old stuff. Um, uh, reading in most, you know, some old stuff. Although uh, my wife just told me about a new book that I've already forgotten what it's called, but uh, it seems quite interesting about um, like New York in the 60s, 
1600s. Oh boy. Uh, it's called The Island at the Center of the World. Okay. I'm waiting for it to appear by Russell Short. Waiting for it to appear in my, in the library and then be down in and then be streamed out to my phone. Okay. So I'm looking, looking forward to that. All I'm right. I'm interested in walking around New York and thinking about what it was like 300 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And yourself? What are, what I, are I just finished uh, Normal People by Sally Rooney. I, I think that was a Hulu or is a Hulu series. Yeah. Uh, really good novel. It's set in Ireland and it's these two teens that are schoolmates and the girl is an outcast and she's a wealthy girl and the boy is quite popular and he's a working class kid so the boy's mother cleans the mansion of the rich girl so the kids get to know each other that way but they sort of have to keep it hidden from their classmates because to be friends with this girl is to become an outcast yourself apparently because the girl is such an outcast uh, but the, the book travels on into the future uh, throughout college and then early adulthood and, and the two remain immersed in each other's lives. Uh, okay. Two really distinct fun characters. Maybe not fun, but, but two very compelling characters that were uh, definitely uh, enjoyable to spend some time with. So uh, Normal People, Sally Rooney, really, really good novel. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay. Good. Yeah. And I, I just want to mention one podcast that I know I mentioned two years ago, but I just got back from my Alaska cruise, uh, and two years ago I was obsessed with the Missing in Alaska podcast. So a, a quick re-mention of that, because I have been re-listening upon my return from Alaska. But it was an Alaska congressman and the U.S. Speaker of the House. Oh, uh, Ted Hale, No. Oh, sorry. Uh, Hail Box. Hail Box. Um, lost in a plane crash while campaigning in Alaska, flying from Anchorage to Juneau, 1972, and the plane never was found. Oh, wow. Yeah, Cookie Roberts' father. Yeah, is yeah. Box, Was Hail Box. Um, and uh, and then uh, the Alaska congressman's widow ends up marrying this mobster that was known for planting bombs on behalf of the mafia, uh, marries him 16 months after the plane crash. Uh, a fascinating yarn. Uh, so I've been enjoying okay. Missing in Alaska. Okay. Don't know if I'll play it all through because, like I said, I, I did listen to it all a couple years ago. But uh, timely for me uh, upon my return from our, uh, our 49th state. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at what's coming up in TV. Uh, August 30th, we've got The Patient on Hulu. It's an FX show on Hulu. It's from Joel Fields and Joe Weisberg from The Americans. Uh, a therapist played by Steve Carell, held, by, held prisoner by a patient, played by Domhnall Gleeson, who reveals himself to be a serial killer. Uh, and then on to September 5th, we've got The Murders Before the Marathon on ABC. So three men killed in suburban Boston, September 11th, 2011. Um, and then 18 months later, the Boston Marathon bombings, of course. And uh, I guess this new special finds a connection between these, these two horrific crimes. Um, 
And then uh, also on September 5th, we've got Edge of the Unknown on Nat Geo. It's a docuseries about the world's top adventure athletes where, quote, the line between triumph and tragedy is razor thin. Um, and then uh, September 8th, we've got American Gigolo on Showtime. Did you see the movie? No. Okay. Was that the movie that like had an X rating for a spell? I, I vaguely remember as a kid like following this this crazy story. I could be thinking of something else, but I thought that might have had the dreaded X uh, until some some edits were made. Sounds familiar. Yeah, and I could be wrong as well. Uh, so we've got John Bernthal playing Julian, who spends. 15 years in prison following a wrongful conviction. He gets out and he aims to fix his broken relationships and his broken life. And I had a chat with Jesse Dikovitsky, Showtime Senior VP of Originals, about why this show is relevant here in 2022. And she mentioned how COVID has pushed many to kind of rethink their relationships, their job, their homes, whatever it is. And Julian is similarly reassessing his time here on Earth. She said a lot of people are looking for happiness, looking for hope, looking for themselves. That's a powerful message today, end quote. All right, right. anything else going on? Uh, Well, just looking ahead in the calendar, uh, before our next, I'm sure before we assemble it, oh, maybe not. Uh, the week of September twelfth. September twelfth is the Emmys. Yep. Right? So we'll be watching that. Yep. Looking for some of the shows we've talked about, um, and then that's our New York City TV week. That's right. Um, we are hosting. Yeah, an so abundance at, of, of great events. Look ahead to our weeks to nyctvweek.com for more info. Advanced Advertising, Next TV Summit, Hispanic TV Summit, and 40 Under 40. Okay. Um, all that stuff. Uh, and copy about uh, those things will be in our next issue of the magazine, which comes out uh, around September 6th. That's so. right. Uh, yeah, like that. And the uh, Cable Center, the Cable Hall of Fame is on the is that week as well as the 15th. Okay. Um, and we also have some info in the magazine about Diversity Week, which comes back to being in person uh, in October. Yep. Right, right after uh, <clears throat> right after Columbus Day. Cool. The week after Columbus Day. So that, yeah, that's happening. All right. Well, hey, man. Great catching up. Yeah. Cheers. And listeners, thank you for listening. Until next time, Mike Malone saying goodbye and farewell.